Welcome everyone to the OG pod. Today I have Arash Tajiki, who's yes. a comic here from Austin. Uh, that's true. And a fellow wise guy. <laughs> yeah, from from Utah. From back in the so, day. Yeah, I guess we, we both moved here. So that's the... <laughs> yeah, we, we came to the comedy mecca. Oh yeah, the com- <laughs> I guess it's to the be comedy. part of Hollywood 2.0. Let's oh, go. God. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it's going well. Yeah, obviously. It? <laughs> yeah. No. So, dude, you're six years into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what's been uh, keeping you busy lately? Um, definitely trying to uh, just do comedy is uh, is tough. I, I think uh, trying to get into the scene here is uh, is a thing. Then also, you know, you know, like balance it with everything else. And, yeah, so it's it's been fun. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Like like I feel like in the last year I came here, I've just been figuring things out. Um, so, it moves so fast. Yeah, man. And like, I, I feel like I was just so clueless, like coming into a new scene and I, I didn't really know what to do. So I'm kind of hoping to like maybe learn from that or, you know, figure things out finally. So but, did you, did you start yeah. in Salt Lake or where yeah. was your first time um, performing? Yeah, my first time was actually at Wise Guys. Hell yeah. Um, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, like my, my roommate and I were like, we were in college then like we, 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 we would go to a lot of shows and stuff. And then like, we would kind of like, we kind of dared each other to just do a one mic and just see what we thought. And then we both did actually pretty well our first time. And then like I just kept going and stuff. So it was it was good. But, and you moved down here yeah. around the same time. Ryan Eastunder. Yes. Westover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Eastunder is his Instagram. Plug plug that. Uh, yeah, like like he came like a, a week before me. Then I, I came like in October. And so yeah, we, like, it's it's nice to have like like it's like one person you know. So that's that's good. <laughs> totally. There's some really good comics in Utah though. Yeah, you want to know are. who's like I love yeah. uh, Rodney Norman. Oh, Rodney Norman. Yeah, he's good. Dude, his voice. He does this. I, I can't imitate yeah. it right now, but like he's got like this really funny waves talking. Yeah, and he does that thing where he just gets on stage and doesn't talk for like two minutes. I haven't kind of scares everybody. I haven't seen a ton of his stand up. I've mostly oh, seen his TikTok. He's really good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. Like, I think he was one of the first people to even like be at Wise Guys. Like when it first like started up, like, he hosted two- one of the open yeah. mics I did. And oh, yeah. anyway, I just loved uh, having that experience with him. Oh no, he's the best. Yeah, there's actually. I think people kind of like look down on it because like they're you know obviously Utah like no one no one would assume that there's like a giant like hub of comedy there, but it actually is like really good. It's like really I, even compared comics. to other places in the country, it's like like we're I think we're super lucky to have had it. <laughs> Dude, like I took it, it for granted. Right the Wise Guys open yeah. mic is, it's not underrated. It's no, ju- yeah. it's, it's a great mic. No, like, it's incredible. Yeah. You get real crowd, you get three minutes and it's a great layout in the room. Like, yeah, no, it's like the best audience ever. And then like, you, then you, you, you actually can get on stuff from doing well there. Like you, yeah. you can get on shows and you can like, do all, you, it opens up all this stuff for you. Do you know too much, yeah. a little bit about dry bar comedy? Like who owns oh, that? Kind of. I don't know who owns it. I, I know that like the booking is similar. So like, I think like the same people book wise guys in dry bar. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but so yeah. Keith Stubbs owns wise guys. Yes. Yeah. And there's three Utah, one in Vegas. Yeah. And then there's going to be one in Boise. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Dude. So he, he has a whole, like I think he actually owns the most comedy clubs as a person, like in the country. He was is, a comic at one point, right? Yeah, he was a comic, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I think he still he still does comedy. Like he, I oh, think cool. he has a special, and yeah, I, like I, I think he's the only person who like without a franchise owns that many clubs, which is like insane. <laughs> yeah. it's like you know, like most of you have you know, like Laugh Factory, like hilarities, like I don't know, like what is it, Zanies, all like, mm-hmm. places like that. Um, but helium yeah, is yeah, yeah, helium. But like he's like, the only like individual who actually like owns, and like you know. And I think what made Wise Wise Guy special also is that like he would actually be there and like yep. you know like he's there and like he's very hands on like he knows everybody, so it's not like you're just in some like corporate you know 
comedy club where like no one cares about the local scene um it really does seem like he had a hand in like fostering and uh you know like yeah building up the community and it's a great community out there absolutely because a lot of clubs don't do that at all like a lot of clubs like in like random i've I've talked to comedians like in a lot of states like there's like a club and they have weekend shows and the headliner comes in and they bring their own opener and there's like the same three people who just like host those shows and there's no like regard like regard to like the local scene at all and so like you know, the, the, local, the local scene never gets to touch that at all or never gets to, like, spend any time there or anything. So it, it's pretty cool that, like, he actually opens it up and, like, helps comedians out and, like... I'm not doing yeah. comedy right now. I'm mostly focused on this podcast. Oh, But yeah. uh, my long-term goal is to bring this show up to Salt Lake for something like three to six months oh, yeah. and and then start working at Wise Guys. I mean, you know, like, you spend should. as much time at Wise Guys as I possibly can. You should, man. It, it, like, I was there for, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, like, it's the most, like, addicting place to be. Like, I, I think when I was when I lived there, I literally just be there all the time just to hang out and, like... Well, because now they yeah. got the Tuesday mic opened up again. Yeah, there's a Tuesday mic, there's a Wednesday mic. You can be there on, like... Uh, the weekends they, they are shows always on the just weekends, cool Thursdays. Yeah, Hans Kim just... is about to be there, actually. I oh, saw yeah, him on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah, and, like, uh, a lot of the Kill Tony guys are there. Like, I saw, like, I think David Lucas goes nice. to Vegas a lot, or, like, I've seen that, and, like, yeah, it's just a fun place. Like, it's, like, it was a really cool place to, like, start out, because, like, yeah. you're all these friends, and, like, you meet a lot of people there, and you get to, like, do a lot of cool stuff. So, like, I don't know, I, I think starting in another city, I, I, don't even, I probably would have just quit. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I would have even done it. This, I, this I totally took it for granted. <laughs> Dude, I was too. just like, oh, this is how it is. You just perform uh-huh. in front of an audience. People just give you stage time. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you just, know, this like, is this easy. Like, yeah, you, just, you just do well a couple of times and you get to open yeah, for something. No, it's yeah. not like that anywhere else. And you can tell that it's only uh, been built like that over time. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's funny because it has its ups and downs. Because I think it is a there is such a luxury there that like it makes people kind of like not competitive because like you know you things just come easily so you don't have to like do a lot of like extra work You're outside not scrounging of scrounging and you yeah know. And, and like you don't really have to learn how to do things the things outside of stand up that nobody wants to do um, like like what are those like you know like the hustle part of it where it's like the outside of like jokes yeah like promoting yourself or yep. putting on shows or like networking and all that like the business side of it because uh, now that it, when I moved here, I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this shit. The it's networking like, is rough, dude. It's but so I bad. feel like it's kind of rough. Except all stand-ups are kind of the same, where yeah, they're like a yeah. little bit of like introverted, extroverted, they're all kind of neurotic. Something's like, yeah, yeah, they're all like a little neurotic, weird. You know, there's something about them that makes them want to get on a stage, yeah. in front of people. Right, but then like you go to a new scene and you feel like you're, you're in, you know, you're like 14, you went to like a new high school, like you don't Seriously. know how to act, and, like you're like, yeah. you're, it's it's really well, weird. Can I join this circle, please? <laughs> right. I'm it's just like, gonna stand here and listen to your conversation. I'm like a 30 year old man. I don't know. I'm yeah. like. Yeah. I'm like sweating at some, you know. But yeah. the cool thing about it is the longer that I'm around the scene, mm. even if I'm not like actively performing, the more people I'm like getting to recognize right. and meet. You want to know who I met at doing an open mic in Raleigh? Mm. Um, what's his name? Ryan. Oh, Ryan Irwin. Irwin. Yeah. Boom. yeah. Who's he also used to from... open for Whitney Cummings. Yeah. I don't he, know if he's another wise guys but... person. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And so he was in... Uh, he was at uh, Wise Guys at the same time as, as me, and then he moved to Raleigh. Yeah, and I that think he's still out him. there. Yeah, that was a big move for him because, like, I think yeah, he kind of just like hit the ceiling. 
uh, in Utah. He's you know, he's doing really well for himself. So that's yeah. But that was like my first mind opening where I was like, oh man, so like you're gonna meet people in every city, and they're just gonna keep popping up in your life oh, wherever yeah. you go. Especially because comedy's small. Like yep. when, you, when you like, yeah, like it's like a church. Yeah, like there's actually not that many people who like do it a lot. Like they're like they're uh, yeah, like eventually you just meet like. Everyone you meet has like mutual friends with someone yep. else, you know, and it's all a very small community. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. At, at first I was kind of bothered that there wasn't more structure and there wasn't like, you know, a way to be like, oh, this is how you go to level one and two and oh, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. But then you actually look at it and it's like, it really comes down to like, what is the networking? Go get high at the Creek. Like right. how hard is that? You know, like well, yeah, it's, exactly. it's always a great yeah. hang. It's always a great. It's such a good way to think about time. it. It is like an RPG where it's like, yeah, you just yeah. got to like do these tasks and then you level up. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is like experience and, you know, uh, yeah. you can tell when somebody's had a lot of stage time because mm -hmm. they're just so much smoother. Yeah, exactly. Like their, their, their rust is off and like, yeah, and it is a huge time investment. Like you have to mm -hmm. just be putting in a lot of time. Which is tough. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like be putting in the time and fostering the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Nobody's just going to give you an opportunity. You have to find some way to like, you know, work oh, your way yeah. in there. Once again, these are all the things that I'm bad at. And then, Me too. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm hoping that someday somebody's just like that guy. No, exactly. Like, <laughs> come on, come along. Yeah. No, like I, in my head, it's like, I just, I just imagine if I just did well enough, like someone would just be like, oh, just get on this or something. Yeah. yeah like some magical like hand would just guide me through everything. But yeah. So why did you uh, start doing comedy? Like what was your um, interest? I mean, I don't know, because I was always really into stand-up, and I'd always go to, like, comedy shows, but I never thought I, I oh, could yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, you were staying with your friend, yeah. Yeah, no, and, like, but then, like, I don't know, like, in college, like, I was, like, uh, like, I used to have, like, really bad, like, social anxiety, actually, um, and, like, I mean, like, I literally, I literally couldn't, like, talk to people at all, like, I would just, like, get, like, hot and, like, sweaty, and, like, I, I like, and, I mean, I still stutter now, but I used to have such a bad stutter that, like, like people, I would get so nervous that I would have to like leave the room, like just exit the conversation because I was so like Same, nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and like it was horrible because I, I, I'm a pretty like extroverted person, but I was, I was kind of like trapped in this weird like thing. And like, I even went to like a speech therapist for a while, and like, and they Me too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't say my owls. I always used to say yeah. owl. Dude, no, say and uh, and it was funny because like they they always thought that it was like a motor skill that it had. Like I just couldn't like they, they, they were doing all those like exercises, but it's all just mental. Because like it is like, all so mental, dude. Yeah, and like uh, and I, I remember just being so like frustrated and like kind of sad about it. Like I just was like, you know, I felt like okay, I'm, I'm like tw about to graduate college. I'm just even this, now like, I find weird. when I'm super comfortable and I'm super just relaxed and chill. I don't right. flub words. Yeah. I just speak naturally yeah, and like, it just when, kind of flows. When you're just at home by yourself, like you're talking yeah. to yourself normally, like you sound yeah. like a normal person. Then yeah. when like someone else says something, like you're caught off guard. Yeah, you got like, marbles in your mouth, <laughs> dude. It's it's like it's like a curse. Like it's it's hor um, But then yeah, like so like yeah, I literally couldn't talk to anybody. Like I was it was so bad. And then um, yeah, then like we went to the open mic and like suddenly like just being on stage, I could like talk and like. Maybe 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 because because you can't see the crowd and like they're you're giving a lot of affirmations sometimes like you feel good, and so I got like really hooked on that, and then it was crazy because then like in a matter of weeks like I could like suddenly like I had social skills I could like do presentations in class like talk to people like it was like this cr like so I got like really hooked in that way it gets you out of your shell for sure Dude, in a yeah. major way and like, i was studying like computer science which is not like the most like social yeah. major you know <laughs> so it's oh. not like it's not like the party major like you know everyone. Like, What's the like, party major? Probably marketing. Exactly. Probably like sales and marketing. communications or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was you know, it was like there's there's not lots of, there's not lots of women or no one really makes friends. It's not like a fun. So you know, I was kind of just like bored and alone. So like, I think uh, comedy was like a really fun like 
just way to like finally get all those things that I wanted. And also, I just liked the telling the jokes. So that was fun. Like, um, like I, I mean, I, I, I've always liked writing. So it was like, I think just the process of like joke writing and going and trying it out and like. Can you walk us through your process? The, like, what do you do? Uh, I mean, do you, it's not like I don't know, like the pro, but like the. Um, or just like however you've come up with stuff. Like, is it uh, does it pop in your head and throughout the yeah, day? Do you sit down of, and do dedicated sessions? No, I mean, I wish I, I wish I was that disciplined, but I think I'm kind of one of the more like shotgun people, where like I just have like a lot of shitty ideas <laughs> and then just like shotgun them all out, and then like maybe one of them will work, refine and them, and just like throw out everything else. Same. Which yeah, which it, it definitely works, but it does suck because like it's a lot of failure and like, and I think you also look like you were really bad at stand up for most of the time. <laughs> so yeah. it's like yeah, but but I you know like that is a valid way is no, to exactly. just like throw stuff out there and yeah. keep what works. And the nice thing that I always love to talk about is like the feedback is so immediate. Yeah, because like if you say something and half the time people, if it's a real crowd and it's not like just comics, mm -hmm. if there's real people. They'll laugh just to like help you along. Just to give you out of like yeah, pity or something. Yeah, yeah, out of yeah, pity yeah, laugh. Yeah, or but like, hey, I'll take a pity laugh all day. Yeah. But uh they'll laugh to just help the joke along. Um just to get to where yeah, because it's what it shows also how little like how much of stand up can and can't be the writing. Cause like you see comedians who just confidence their way through sets and you're like this is like you don't know if it's the confidence or if it's the joke. Like you don't. It's like a weird mixture of both. Yeah. But like you literally could just confidence your way through it, and then they'll be, oh, he's he has confidence. This must be going somewhere. A <laughs> lot of it is. Left. A yeah. lot of it is like yeah. making uh, the crowd not like feel anxious. Right. Or you know, yeah. like when somebody comes up and they're nervous and they're not having a good time. Yeah. Then like that kind of like translates to the crowd. It really is like this symbiotic like exactly. bridge. And you're like communicating everything subconsciously. It's super weird. And like, yeah, like, but when you're actually in the zone and you're truly enjoying it and you're actually having fun, <laughs> yeah. that is like when that translates right to the audience. Exactly. And then they're laughing along and like enjoying it with That's you. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be a fun time. It's a show. It's yeah. like you're putting on a show. It's like, a show. Like, I've fallen for it. Like, like, I've seen comedians who I love and I'll just like, let, like they'll breathe and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to do it. He's gonna say and I'll like start laughing for no reason. Yeah. Just so, so you take the, you take the shotgun the, approach in writing. Yeah. Um, yeah and then I'll it, kind of just go do well. a ton like I, I, I kind of just make like a big running list of stuff that I'm supposed to try and then I'll kind of like force myself to do them but then I'll sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll chicken out and like not do certain ideas uh but I'll, I'll try and like just do them and then I'll kind of just, you know check them if they're working and like cross them out if they're not working what then, are like, like what kind of stuff do you like talking about uh just kind of anything that's like it been in my head like uh I don't know. I think also just going through the day, I was always, you know, maybe I'll get like annoyed at something and I'll have like a whole scenario about how annoyed I am. And I'm like, oh, wait, I should write that down. Or like, I'm, you know, it's always just like thoughts that are like swimming around. Like, oh, like, you know, I'm so mad at someone or I'm feeling weird about this. I think um, a lot of mine is annoyance. Yeah. A lot of like <laughs> yeah. anything I talk about is like things that piss me off. Yeah. It's like, you know, some guy I just hate. And then I'm like trying to like, make that a guy that maybe the audience might relate to or something or yeah yeah it's, it's like things like that um i feel like yeah it's, it's kind of like sometimes you had those thoughts and it's about to go away but you have to like you kind of have to teach yourself to like keep those and be like mm -hmm. wait a second like i should be talking about that like yeah it's, so when you come up with stuff are you rehearsing it are you writing it like um, how do you get to the point where you can actually present the idea in oh, front of people yeah, in a way I, that is like funny i guess yes that's a good question i mean yeah i, I kind of just try to have like the i don't know like, like the, the thesis like like what have i tried like what's the point and then I'll try to have like one punchline just because like you get to have some semblance of a joke mm -hmm, structure. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, like here's the point. Here's like the, the punchline. I'll just try like doing that. 
um and then usually like all on stage i'll kind of just like fill in the gaps a bit so it's like okay like i know a b and c let me just get through like how to get through all those and then i'll see if like the punchline works and then it's and then from there it's just like adjusting and then like over time i feel like once i say it like five or six times like i kind of know all the words and i can like know how to get there but i don't know i, I feel like for me it's like i just know like the I know the first. I know, I know, like the very first setup and the punchline, and everything in between. I'll just kind of like wing it sometimes and mm-hmm. just try to get there. But a but, lot of that, yeah. <laughs> you know, you call it filler. But if you're able to just speak in a funny way and like make references, right? Yeah, in in a way that's like even just interesting, it's still keeping their attention, keeping the energy up. Yes. a lot of it is energy and it, it vibe, is. and and timing, and just and like timing. um, and, and especially because you know, then you you kind of start like having similar jokes, and those jokes kind of come can combine with each other, mm-hmm. or like. If the joke is doing well, maybe you have like more you can tack onto it. It's so like and you're improving because yeah. you forget, but like the line auto fills. You're like, oh, that was actually a better tag. Right, exactly. Yeah, and then and probably just after enough years, like you just know your own jokes well enough that you kind of just know where to go. So it's kind of like, do you ever fun. talk yeah. about like do you because re- six years that's a good amount of time. Like, oh, have yeah. you retired material or do you like go back oh, and sure. look at stuff that you were talking about in the early days? Yeah, there's other stuff I don't really talk about anymore because you know it's just like I was like younger, it was like contextual like, to the time of your yeah, life. Yeah, I was just like dumb or, or maybe I don't I don't even agree with that anymore, so I'm not gonna say it any, anymore. But like. Uh, yeah, there's definitely. I feel like I'm always like rewriting stuff, so it's like, or like I had a joke that I couldn't really figure out like two years ago, and then I'll see it again, and then like because you're a better comedian in the future, like you kind of you're like, oh, I, I see, I, I see what I should do now, or like, I've yeah. been asking myself why stand up, like oh, why yeah, why yeah. even do it, why even do it, yeah. like there's a million things I can do with my time, oh, why man. am I interested? That's and that, qu- that's my question for you. <laughs> that's a good question. I know. I, yeah, I don't know because I was thinking about like I think because it's the reward is so unique, and that you unique because uh, like it's kind of I was like, kind of thinking like you know if you play piano or like you're into painting you can just do it by yourself and you never have to show like anybody else what you've done you know like you, you could like get really good at playing piano play in your own house forever for like ten years and you could just be really good at piano and you would just be fulfilled by that by yourself right like you no one ever has to be an input to that. But well, you're, yeah. yeah, yeah, but then with, with stand up, like you can't just do jokes to yourself in the mirror, right? Like you have to have an audience, like they're required for it for you to for you to know that you're good at it, that you need them there. So it's like not only are they yeah. required, you're like you're doing something that is kind of like walking a little bit naked on a stage. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to show you who I am and hope you like it. Yeah, it's Shit. weird because like it, it's like a it's a performance art, but like you literally you have to do it with an audience. Like it's mandatory. Um, and, and failure is part of it. Like immediate, it's yeah. immediate failure is like, well, they didn't laugh Yeah, <laughs> or I, I, they cringed or, you know, like even worse than laughter. <laughs> that, yeah, I, that guy walked out of the room. <laughs> no, exactly. And like, you're constantly trying to like overcome like situations. Cause, cause it's always like chaos. Like you're trying to like mediate or like try to like, t- t- like, uh, cause cause it, like c- kind of every time you're on stage is a different situation. Like you're never prepared for it fully. So you're just trying to like use your experience to get through it. Do you watch any comics uh, locally uh, or like, you know, who you? Yeah, definitely yeah. locally. But I mean, uh, probably my favorite comic is probably Colin Quinn. Like, I, I'm oh, he's really funny. He, I didn't know him for too long. But. Yeah, he, he's my favorite. Like, I, I'm, I like he I probably hack him a lot. But yeah. What's his history? Because he, he has a YouTube show that I've seen. That's kind of how I found him. Oh, he rules. Yeah, he was like because he was a comedian in New York. Then he got on MTV like randomly and he was on like the uh, a remote control and then he like got a bunch of like um, I think he was on SNL, and then he uh, did a bunch of like he had Tough Crowd and stuff. And then um, 
Uh, oh, like, he was on SNL. Yeah, he was with Norm, and then I think he got. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and I think in the '90s. But then Whoa. his his uh, specials are just really cool because they're all like one topic. So it's like you know, like it's like the Constitution or like history or like New York. So it's all like one thing, That's and it's cool. just like these like cool like essays almost like. But it's like really funny. So it's I I just love him. He's really good. Good. But, I saw this. Yeah. I don't know why it's reminded me. I saw this comic at Wise Guys once, mm. and it is the only time I've struggled to breathe. Oh, yeah. Like I was in the back, literally just being like, "He's got to stop. He's gonna kill me." <laughs> yeah. I haven't been able to take a breath in thirty seconds. Do you know who it was? I, I, I it's it like one headline? of my biggest things that I got to find his name. Oh man, yeah, I, I, uh, I know what he looks like. He was doing this thing. Like I can remember like half of his stuff. David Tell? No, no, okay, no. Shit. I would remember. And he was an actor, uh, and he was actor. doing. Who's visiting wise guys? Was this would have been like early 2020. Oh, okay, actor. Oh man, I don't know who that was. I'll find him one yeah. day. But like, it was side-splittingly funny. I was oh, suffocating man. from laughter. That's what's also in- impressive about like seeing comedians at that level who've done it for like 20 or yeah. 30 years. Like they're just like you see what the differences between like someone like that or like someone at our level or like. Oh. So it's like just. You can see how good they are. Like I saw, did you do you know Brandon? Yeah, he was yeah. at Creek last night. Uh, he he's from L.A. Um, oh, anyway, he's like thirty sure. years old. Yeah. But like you can just see the gradient in people oh, from when yeah. they're first starting to like when they're starting to get things super smooth. And then you get somebody like I just saw Jimmy Dore and yeah. uh, you know people that just have it. Uh, you could tell us their role. Yeah, like, like they're like, just they they turned a corner. They're, they're just yeah. absolutely honed. It. It, it's honed it's really in. cool. Yeah. Honed in. Yeah. Yeah, like seeing it's Colin, like nothing throws him off. Like he's just, he's always just on. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's just effortless. Like it's, it's so cool to watch. Who else do you watch? Um, I love like uh, Big J Okerson, like, or comedians like that, or him or like, Jessica Kirsten, because like just the way they could do like crowd work is like really impressive. And like they could just like go, like that. They, like, I, I remember saw, I saw Big J Okerson like uh, a weekend, and like I saw him like two different times, and he did like completely, completely different sets. Maybe like maybe like two or three of the jokes were the same, but he was just doing complete, entirely different material. It was like two whole hours, and like he was just and he, and he it was like nothing to do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was like crazy, dude. That like, is how so could you just, cool. Like, I would like have an aneurysm if I didn't know like if I didn't know what jokes I was doing. Like that's crazy. But I think what they get is like this yeah. this combo of like a rant muscle. Like Tim Dillon is the example yeah. I've been using a lot lately. I mean, he's just it's crazy how much he's developed that and uh jokes and so right. like you have like your set list or even if you don't have like an exact list of things you have like the things you like to yes. talk about and, and they're very good at maneuvering the audience into like thinking that they're the ones like they'll be like hey do you guys date because they have a dating joke they're gonna yep. say or like yep. what do you guys think about this because they already have this so like yeah they're very good at hiding it as if it's like a, a just casual another reason i think comedy is so interesting is yeah. because there are so many dynamics to it mm-hmm. so you come up you have an idea you're like oh that's funny maybe i'll say that on stage right and there's a, another concept that i like to talk about is from steve martin's books born standing up the gestalt oh, yeah. of things yeah where it's like how you're presenting yourself what are you dressed what's your demeanor that's a great book what's your mannerism what's the energy that you're bringing on mm-hmm. stage Casey Rocket is a great example of yeah. somebody who brings a very unique energy. Oh, for and he, sure. you watch him on podcasts and stuff, he's different. 
yeah, or it, you know like he'll go into character or whatever yeah the, the whole thing is so interesting because like i think you always forget that like for a lot of people this is the first time they've ever seen you yeah and this is the first time they've ever heard you talk or say yeah. jokes so it's like they don't know your whole backstory or like where you're coming from like you're, they only know what you're giving them so like it, I, I forget that sometimes like like they don't actually know all this shit about you so you have to like tell them you have to build up yeah. the context because like, like I've, I've never caught myself being like really like just prejudiced to someone who's on stage like oh i bet this guy fucking you know is whatever because it's just how he's dressed yeah. and he proves me wrong and i'm like no, you know so yeah, yeah. and then like, some we all people, do it it's normal yeah yeah some people come on stage with like just not the right energy right and you're like well whatever this guy's energy is yeah. it's like off-putting yeah or, or they don't address the elephant in the room that they've made Boom. where it's yeah. like this guy's wearing like a shirt with like you know this crazy outfit and he yeah. doesn't address any of it. He's doing like regular ass jokes. Yeah. Like, like, how are you not going to talk about what you're wearing? Yeah. Like, yeah you know. I mean, that's half of like what's funny. Yeah. So like going back to like actually what's funny, a lot mm -hmm. of it is context. And right. so we have the context of the elephant in the room because we all are there. Yeah. And yeah. we're watching it. We all see it. Like we know. And yeah. that's like, it's it's so annoying when like the previous comic does something and they end their set <laughs> in like a weird way or a bad way or a great way. And then the next, and it's like such an obvious setup. And it's like watching somebody just not spike up volleyball yeah just be like, you're like I, that was a perfect setup you gotta spike that shit and you have to because everyone's just thinking about that guy they're like you gotta say something about him or you know you, yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's what i was saying it's, it's like weird. Yeah. so you, there's so many dynamics there's like how you're coming on the stage there's what the previous guy was mm. talking about and his vibe how you're gonna bridge that energy yeah. and that into what you want to say and your own set like you know like, like if you feel you're bombing and you and you, like some people just address it like I've, and which yeah. is really hard to do but like i've seen comics who like if they're bombing they'll address it yeah. and they win the crowd back and then like yeah. then, then they have a you know blank uh like slate, slate again and they're really good at doing that or like you know if, it, if the audience is too far gone like it's really cool seeing a comedian go all the way down and like somehow dig their way back up, like bring their ways bring themselves all the way back up so do you think yeah. there is a way to always uh bring yourself back up maybe not always but you, a lot of the time yeah like because uh Definitely for comedians to like they dig a hole for themselves and then kind of like, you know, do a switcheroo and mm -hmm. like they're now that they're, you know, back on top. Like it definitely is possible, but um yeah, it definitely is just like you have to be like aware of what the audience is thinking of you and like how you stand with the you know and or that's it's, why it's, it's such a battle every time because yeah, like you or, got the shit you're trying to say you're trying to pay attention to the audience and see how yeah. they're receiving it and think about what you're going to say next that's like why you got to get those reps in so everything becomes automatic the words flow yeah and you can actually take the feedback and improv exactly and get them to, to trust you you know like get mm -hmm. them to laugh just so it's like okay like this guy is funny so we can trust him <laughs> you know? yeah it's yeah because like, you got to hand your mind over to that person right and it's kind of the same thing it's actually weird. with podcasting where you're like oh i'm just gonna let you drive <laughs> right yeah it's it, I, I i i'm sure there's like there's probably some whole journal written on this <laughs> i don't know yeah, yeah. but like uh or it's it's kind of like it's, you know someone heckles you and you grow too mean and yeah. the audience is like what the fuck man like why did yeah. you why you, you, you didn't have to go that hard and then and now that they hate you so they're, they're not gonna laugh anymore it's hard not yeah. to be mean sometimes <laughs> yeah. because it does feel like a little bit of a fight like i mean yeah. at least for me i was talking to alden about this and he had a great approach where he was like anyone who is under the influencer sphere or sound i guess of of this mic is part of the show right and nothing can go wrong it's all just part of the show yeah but like you can sometimes like if somebody like i don't know interrupts or heckles in a way that is like throws you off track <laughs> it's hard not to get pissed and exactly. then like attack them and sometimes you can double that attack too hard yeah you definitely have to do it in a way where the audience is still on your team it's mm -hmm. like yeah tell that asshole you know mm -hmm. to shut up like you like 
because like uh, lots of comedians I've seen do the whole thing where like you know you just kind of embarrass them a little bit, but like at the end it's you know it's still fun and games like you know because some people yeah, who heckle right. aren't trying to be malicious they're just trying to like have fun participate. So you can be like, all right, sir, like good one, you know, whatever, like be you know let's you know so like you don't you don't have to be vicious or anything. I've never been you know I've just yeah. done mostly mics with other comics and stuff, yeah. but I would imagine it would be fun to try to bring a heckler into the show and just be like, all right, you think you're <laughs> hot shit? Like what uh, the fuck you got to say? Yeah, like you know, and then of course they're gonna freeze uh yeah it's tough well especially because some comics aren't like crowd comics they just want to tell their jokes which is totally and some comics are more crowd comics it's yeah it's it's tough but that's again the layers of comedy so you're walking on the stage you have the stuff that you want to talk about you're thinking about the previous guy you're trying to bridge the gap from the energy like is the crowd going to be chippy or they're going to be quiet or like yeah and you've been watching the crowd probably right oh yeah or like oh like one thing i'll always see like you know is it it young people or old people or is it like they seem more liberal or more conservative or like no would you adjust what you have to say based off what like how you perceive the crowd for sure that's probably a good idea i'm selfish i definitely will well because uh i mean i i I think also going back to Utah, I think I, you learn a really the hard way there because like you know sometimes you're doing jokes in front of like truckers or in front of like Mormons, so you have to yeah, like yeah. you have to be able to do it. Do and, you sometimes yeah. just want to shove it down the throat though? <laughs> yeah. You know, like okay, I guess if you're being an entertainer in the right way, you're yeah. trying to make people laugh. Yeah, and and you can't complain who it is. Like it's it's like it's funny because I think nowadays with like the internet and like. Um, people have much uh, easier time to like get to who their audience is. They don't have to wade through like the general public. So, but it's like you have to, you, yeah, like you, you're telling. Like, I think the whole point of joke writing and why it's so hard is that like you're writing a joke that everybody can possibly like. Yeah. Like you know, like you're and telling relate a joke, to. Yeah, from your perspective, that like you know the uh, like the, like a mom should be able to get it, or like this like punk looking guy should get it. Like everybody yeah. should somehow get it. And that that's like why it's such a puzzle and why it's so hard to write jokes is because everyone you're trying to uh like project your perspective onto everybody mm-hmm. but so you know it's it's unfair to be like you know like oh no i only i only want to do jokes in front of these this one subset of people because they're who gets me like everyone but, should get you you know but i think like, that's actually yeah. everyone should get you right yeah and i think that's why crowd work can be the best comedy because is, everyone yeah. gets it because they're in on the joke right yeah exactly and yeah. it's not like something you thought of at home it's like we all saw what just happened and you're addressing the elephant in the room or yeah. like shitting on a heckler or and whatever it's hard it is. to do again because you're, you're trying to get a whole room of people who don't know each other and have really nothing in common a lot of the time to all agree so it's that that's hard which is, i mean it's just like getting a laugh like you're getting the whole room to try to agree with you so maybe that's t- one yeah. of the reasons that like i'm just thinking back to one of my questions for you was like uh-huh. what draws you into comedy like why even do it yeah one of the things that i do like about the idea of it is it's infinite levels mm. of optimization. Right, so you yeah. can like just pick a layer and be like, I'm going to work on crowd work. Yeah. I'm going to work on presentation. I'm going to work on joke writing. And, and it never gets fully figured out. Like, like, yeah. like every time you think you figured it out, then you realize how much of a novice you are yeah. again. And it's like, you know, like I, I have friends who are doing it for more than 10 years and like they still think like they've just barely figured it out. You know, like no one's a master. Which is like, I think that's why it's so addicting. It's so elusive. Like no one can get do, their Do you hands think on it. that there are yeah. masters? Like Dave Chappelle might be a master. He might be. I'm, I'm sure they're probably like, yeah, of course. I, I think they're like, they're so on the curve. Bill Burr might be a master. Yeah. Like they're probably at that point you are, but like. Because uh, they've got 40 <laughs> years in the game. Like yeah. Dave Chappelle started when he was a teenager. I didn't even 
think right. about it, you know, until way later. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, like they're so transcendent, you know, they're 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 in their own league, probably. You know, I, I think for the for the layman like us, you know, we're like so far down the bell curve, you know. That's yeah. The opportunity though is you can just yeah. pick a layer and be like, I'm just going to try to write like more relatable jokes, or actually yeah. like make it uh, like a better. I don't know, uh, like punchier punchline right. type thing, and, and it feels very validating when, like, you feel like people agree with you when you have something that you really like that you're desperate for people to hear. Like, like yeah. maybe you have an opinion that, like, you just yeah, you, you're just dying for someone to agree with you, and then you and they then do, they, and it makes you feel like really good. Which is dude, the, whole the thing. validation is a drug. Yeah, man, because especially because I think a lot of comedians were just people who were never listened to very much, and mm-hmm. so now we get to, and it's like a big thing for us, you know, like. And especially when you do dr- jokes about your own personal life or like things that are really important to you, when people agree with those, it's like makes you feel like even especially high, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's almost like we would have been like dictators like a hundred years ago. Like, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Captive audience. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to force all this stuff down their throat. Yeah. So maybe it's best that we're doing open mics. So I don't know. It yeah. Could be, yeah. <laughs> it's fun though. Uh, one yeah. of the first it was the first open mic i ever did i bombed at wise guys <laughs> yeah. and i just first i had two thoughts one on the way up i was like you didn't write jokes you didn't write jokes <laughs> right. the whole thing you've been thinking about this forever anyway and oh, so God. i came up with like basically nothing i didn't even know what i said i have the recording it's unlistenable for like three minutes. you know i didn't realize how much preparation went into this stuff before oh, i tried God. but in all that stuff oh yeah the analogy that i used was like it was like you're standing in a bog of like a like a like a pond yeah. and there's like six feet of mud a swamp a swamp yeah and you've barely got your head above water and you're like trying to breathe and then somebody throws a carpet on you yeah exactly with a hole in the middle oh man and you gotta like try to swim through that and like find the hole in the middle before you drown no chance no chance you're just gonna drown oh god but even with that way to put it (laughs) that, that was like at least how it felt to me and i always remember that uh but uh, what I was going to say is even with all that, mm. the energy is irreplaceable. Yeah. And that is what brings people back to doing stand up versus like, maybe you want to do entertainment. Okay. So you want to go be an actor. That actually sounds exactly. really interesting to like, try to like get yourself into the head of somebody and like, see what that would feel like right. and try to perform that. That would be cool. But you're not it's it's there's not those same stakes yeah. there's not as much on the line and stand-up is you like, like you know being an actor like you're doing lines that maybe someone else but well, maybe it's your own thing but like with a stand-up it's your jokes like you you figured out the puzzle to get people to laugh like that's all you're doing so it's like it's all focused on you so i think that's a big thing too it is yeah. it is <laughs> like you're burying yourself you're putting yourself out yeah. there in such a major way and, and it's also it's, it's like when you have a really unique joke it's like no one else can do it like like you have yeah. to be me to tell this joke like, yeah i think those jokes also feel the best it's like it's not just some one-liner it's like you have to be me you have to have my voice you have to do all the things that i do so it's Mitch like Hedberg, right like, yeah it's a great like, example like try to do his jokes yeah, you know it's hard people are just say you sound like mitch hedberg it's not yeah well maybe you can like sound but like try to like say his joke verbatim i mean i i think people are of a type yeah and so like maybe you're of like this type or that more jokey or more story yeah Yeah, right right. but at some point you you, at some point you have your personality is such a part of your performance that like it's just it's you cannot that's where it it becomes irreplicable yeah and it's cool seeing comedians where like they, they can almost talk about like seemingly ordinary things but because it's through their voice it's like 
just fantastic like they could talk about like a a chair that they don't like yeah. and it's like a whole thing and it's like you know and if, if jim if, gaffigan hot pockets right yeah that guy made hot pockets funny yeah exactly and so which is, it's interesting because when you start stand up you're always trying to you're always trying to find these like you know weird left field ideas that no one else has or like these outlandish things but then the comedians that are like that you look up to are just talking about like regular shit yeah you know, like, so it's like because because you have no perspective and they have all this perspective that it's like yeah. and experience and all that yeah uh, so what brought you to austin like what are you excited for oh, and man. why um, and what do you think is going to happen out here i don't comedy? know cause, you know it's weird because i i didn't really come here for a stand-up like, like my my okay. my uh, girlfriend moved here so i, I kind of just tagged along with her it's kind of like, nice. exciting things i'm like oh you know, but, but I, I obviously heard about the scene down here so like that seemed exciting um so yeah i kind of just like came to figure it out but like haven't yeah like coming into a new scene I, I i definitely underestimated how hard it is like just trying to like approach a whole new comedy th- like because you know like when i started in salt lake i was like 23 and so like you know you you kind of go through this whole period of like paying your dues like hanging out all the time but you know it was easier then because i was 23 and i right. worked you know i was working way less and it had hard way to pay less, your dues in your 30s yeah dude i had way less uh like um responsibilities and shit going on and now it's like you know i the my capacity to stay out late and do all this shit is way less. So I'm kind of trying to figure out how to balance it all. Because um, there's, there's so much shit here and I feel like I'm not really like taking advantage of it all. But you can, yeah. I, guess, but I think also you, I'm trying to learn how to like not compare myself to other people. Just kind of like have fun with it and like find the joy in it again. Because yeah. I think when you go to a new scene, like I, I feel like the joy of stand-up kind of got beat out of me. So I'm kind of trying to get that back. A well, because part yeah. of it is like a job and you have to take it seriously. Yes. And yeah. approach it with like a certain level of rigor and structure. You do. And I mean, it's yeah. hard to like be a structured clown, right? Like right. there's like a certain amount that's always just going to be chaos and bedlam. Yeah. And, and it's and tough because like, I feel like when I enjoyed it the most, I was like just starting out. I didn't have any kind of like goals or anything. I was just doing it because it was fun. Yeah. And that was, I kind of wish I had that mentality back of like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm not going to care about where this goes like that's i think that that's like really dooms you sometimes like yeah because yeah, you, yeah. you don't like actually take the steps to like try to like go through the progressions right but, and, and all you're doing is making yourself sad by like, like other people's accomplishments you know and good for like you know you, you shouldn't do, like, do that to yourself you know yeah so it's uh yeah so we're in austin mm-hmm. uh we have a cool scene out here oh definitely um yeah like how do you think it's going to change do you think that austin know. has a potential to like yeah uh, yeah there's I, a lot of people coming here that want to be in entertainment i feel like it already is like really big like i don't know like uh cause, like it seems like everyone's just coming here or new york or chicago like those are the three la like yeah i, I don't know it's funny because i feel like everyone from la came here like i don't think anyone even goes to la for stand-up anymore really i mean it has to be it i seems guess so still, I, I, I don't I know just because it's so like it has so much legacy you know yeah like it, it's really interesting like um i don't know like i i guess this is what you make of it like here i think I think one thing here, the scene is kind of like going to like a big rebirth, you know, because there is like the old Austin scene is the new scene and they're all What's kind of the old Austin, uh, like Velveeta room or I, guess so. I, I don't even know. Honestly, like, I, I wish I would knew the lore. Like someone needs to write like a whole book about this. Like someone needs to well, sit right? down and just make like a big like chapter of like, yeah, here's everything that was here. Here's all the new people. Uh, I don't really know because I guess we're, we are, we're part of the new wave of people. 
Um, but yeah, it's weird, dude, because like I feel like every time you go out, there's like five more people moved here. It's like mm-hmm. a bunch of new people. And they're all really funny. So it's like, it's a great it's place. Great yeah. because the pie is gonna grow, and yeah. there's gonna be more mics. The some will open up, some will shut down. But yeah. over time, like the structure will emerge. Definitely, I because like I think Cap City got me really got me really really excited because like they have it, a cool club it really now. reminds me of Wise Guys in a way mm-hmm. where like just it like looks nice and like, it seems like they have open mics and they're kind of like trying to connect with the local scene more and stuff which is cool um i feel like all i want is like a just i wish i just knew like a path of like what can i do to like get in or uh to you know yeah just, like just how, get many, on stage. how like, many open mics do you really have to do in front of other comics right, to like you yeah. know like eventually you got to get in front of a real human being no right and like i yeah so i'm i'm, I'm kind of just trying to figure out like okay like, like like maybe what, like where should i be or, or where should i be focusing more and going more and stuff but uh I don't know. I've I've been pretty lazy too, so I haven't been doing the most. Oh, I think but. that's a common trait amongst yeah. you know the, <laughs> yeah. the band, exactly. The crew. Man. And it's like tough having like the rest of like uh, you know balancing your life too, and like yeah. you know also like, I'm you know I'm trying to like drink less and do all other shit less. So it's a whole... and it's very much like a late night hang, yes. drink, it's smoke, party. Every lifestyle. comedy show is at a bar. That's just right. how, yeah. Right. So it's tough. It is tough but, in that yeah. way, but you know I don't think it has to be like I think you can find a seven. 7 p.m. mic and go up sober and no, exactly. work out there and like get those reps in yeah and then you know save like the party for bigger shows or whatever no ex- exactly it's, it's all just like bad habits it, I mean, it's, all, it's, it's all just bad habits from your you know younger self you just have to shake off i think it's yeah. hilarious though how yeah. many comics are like you know total addicts in one way or for another sure, i'm man. not discounting myself like of course i'm in that pool too oh yeah no man like i think when i was younger i fell into that group where it's like i'm not even sure if i even liked comedy i think i just liked all the like I just I think comedy was a way for me to party yeah. for a couple of years, which was not very healthy. And yeah, and I, I became shittier at comedy when I was doing that. So I, I think I, yeah, like you definitely get better when you're not getting distracted by all that stuff. But <laughs> so if you could have any kind of like comedy lifestyle, what would it be? Oh man, if I could just work like part time, but somehow just have the time to like be out at, until okay. One in the let's morning. say you're getting a yeah. hundred grand a year oh doing God. comedy. Yeah, like what does the life look like? I don't know. I would love to just like be able to get on stage for like meaningful minutes with like an actual crowd and just work on material. Like that. Would How be much awesome. material do you think you have? Uh, I think I probably have like an hour because I've I've Hell done like yeah. I've I've like headlined a couple times and done like yeah. some like I've I've done like a few half hour spots and like I've done a lot of twenty minute spots. So like those I can do like pretty comfortably. Okay, what uh, does it feel like yeah. after minute ten? I think I've never. breached minutes seven it's it's pretty chill i I think because the longer you do you kind of learn how to like relax more because you're not like fighting just get all your jokes out like five minutes yeah so yeah it's a lot like you know so like you kind of learn to like take a breath take a drink you take a sip you know relax a bit like talk to the crowd yeah like it's less like a spew you know you're Mm -hmm. more like just a conversation yeah it's a conversation yeah it's nice and then um and i I feel like i kind of have like my opening chunk that i do i kind of know and i have like you know my stuff on like you know uh all my like immigrant foreign jokes i have like other shit so you you kind of know your chunks and know where to go um is that where your is your yeah. family from elsewhere or yes yeah, so I, I was born in iran so like uh we and then when i was a kid we moved a lot 
So I, I kind of talk about that a lot and just uh, that kind of stuff. Hopefully you have a couple 9-11 jokes. Oh, yeah, I have, I have a lot. I've, I, I, that's almost all I have. It's my biggest crutch is 9-11. Yeah. I mean, we got to, you know, we got to, there's, there's not a lot of Iranian comics. I don't know. There, there are seen. a few. Well, really? it's tough too because then you, you also want to talk about it in a way that's not like super hacky because like, you don't, you, you don't want to be one of those like hack like Middle East Middle Eastern comedians who's just like, you know, bombing, uh, you know, to, like, I guess. Just f- I, super, I don't really know, think, yeah. I think a hack <laughs> is like, I, well, anyway, I don't know exactly what a hack is, yeah. but I appreciate everyone's perspective. Mm. I want to hear their view on it. Even if I've heard that joke from five different people, right. if you have a different perspective, no, if you're saying the same thing verbatim, exactly. not interesting. But if you have a perspective that is even just, you know, yours, I want to hear it. Yeah, I I feel like I try really hard to make them like very personal just so it's not, it doesn't sound like I'm just like a, you know, just generic Verbatim. releasing guy yeah. being like, yeah, terrorist, uh, whatever. Even uh-huh, that would be bombing. funny. Like, yeah, I'm just a gener- generic terrorist. Yeah, whatever. it's like, oh, I, I get annoyed by that shit. But uh, like, it's, I feel like every group has their hack and like, and we're all tempted to be like them sometimes. Like, what are the hacky <laughs> subjects like? Like you dating, know, like, um, talking about comedy. Like, you probably, yeah, probably like you know the uh, I don't know Tinder. Tinder. Fucking, um, I was banging, you know, having sex with somebody, or uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just like all right, we heard this before. Like, yeah, like anyone can, can feel say it. this. It's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, hacks and comedy. Yeah, dude. It, also, like you don't want people to think that you're only like a one-topic comedian. You know. <laughs> So yeah. it's tough. <laughs> so who who else are your like kind of comedy influences or like like you know it's almost like with philosophy how you have like oh, yeah. this chain of people that they kind of like you know you came through that line. What's yeah, your I don't line? Know. Do you think? Um, that's like a good question. I, I feel like I, I like all uh, lots of like New York comedians just as I like how fast they are and like you know they, they're all jokes because like I I'm not really much of like a um, like crowd worky like story comedian I kind of like to just have a lot of jokes and punchlines so I kind of like any comedian who's just you know spitfire jokes mm-hmm. that kind of thing like Sam Morrill probably like mm-hmm. that whole gang um, is He's good really funny what's his uh, who's the other guy that he hangs out with a lot uh, yeah like, like Joe List Mark Norman oh Mark Norman just all, yep. all that Joe uh, List, yep. gang of people they're really good that's a cool crew yeah like those those kind of, those kind of comedians are like but also comedians who like i uh, I, I love comedians where it's like I could not do what they're doing you know like like yeah like Big J or people like that where I'm like I'm just in awe of like their comfort and like crowd work and stuff so. yeah yeah. Also, yeah there are different types there's like the punchy like we're in a real fight yeah, not exactly. fight but you know like you're del- you're you're throwing bombs out basically is right. what you're trying to do there's so but many then different there's storytelling types. yeah and the story of like you which is what, also what I like is there's so many different types and like one something that works for someone else is not going to work for everybody for, for, for you or vice versa and so it's, it's kind of cool everyone carves out their own little style Okay, okay, so you're yeah. unfettered. You're getting a hundred grand a year. You quit your job. Yeah. What are you doing with comedy? I mean, ideally, I would just love to like you know just go and you know be able to you know be a headliner, go do weekends at clubs, be able to just do people shit on the road. Let's like, do you are you, do you have any interest in that? I would love to if I could do it. You know, <laughs> I just need to like I don't know how to get on the road, but like, I would love to. Um, I remember in Utah, we would go on like you know on the road and go to like Wyoming. Uh, places like that it was like it was super fun that's kind of cool like what is that city uh we'll go to like cheyenne or not cheyenne um the one uh, right across the border with the casino rock springs or no just you know you know those those like these, yeah, these random yeah. towns like you know 
there's like you know a thousand people there just go to some shitty bar isn't there like a awesome. big casino right across the border oh there between is wyoming yeah. is it i, I want to say golden nugget but i know that's not a it's one of those yeah wyoming is like not even part of the country basically yeah. it's, it's like their own thing it's, it's basically a giant places. native american reservation they wyoming just have casinos insane, it's like i remember we we're there and like they only have bars it's like it's like half like educated mining people with like phds who are all getting drunk and it's like random and like, like mountaineers and they're all like drunk living and off they're all the just land. at bars <laughs> yeah it's like no one has anything no to do. one's a real person no. with it really in the economy or job yeah, or whatever it is a weird place dude like it's it's insane yeah. <laughs> it was what, fun what are the shitty states in america uh well you know what? i'm not gonna call it wyoming shitty it's just no it's it's fine. it's kind of like they have a lifestyle that they like and that's just it's kind of like like alaska it's for weirdos and the loners. south i, I can yeah. shit on the south a little bit yeah you know racist come on yeah yeah the south 2022 that, it's very underdeveloped and weird and, uh, you know, yeah. all the roads is collapsed grits yeah. you're gonna feed me grits yeah like the, the whole population's like diabetic and uh out of shape you know it's, it's on the worst yeah. food you're eating okra <laughs> exactly. if you're gonna like eat ice cream at least yeah dude it's I don't know. It's, um, Who else can we shit on? I was going to say, like, how do you, how would you compare Utah and Texas? I really like Texas. You like Texas, but I yeah. really like Utah. Yeah, and but I think I just have people in Utah. That's like, true. I, I I do miss Utah. I, I feel like Salt Lake City also is very underrated. Yeah, it's a very weird city because I think people assume it's just this like you know Mormon suburb. But it's like everyone there is so trying not to be Mormon that they're like insane. Yep. So it's kind of funny. It <laughs> has fun. a strong yeah. counterculture. Yeah. Almost more so than here, because I think Austin used to be weird, quote unquote. But now it's been so like it's changed so much. I think that's gone. Is it? But yeah, I think Salt Lake is, is going to go through the same process. Where like it's going to get gentrified and it's going to change. You know, it's it's, it's going to happen to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing I love about Austin, honestly, this is kind of lame, but it really mm. is just like the environment like right i don't know like i love the temperature i love the yeah. cl climate i love the climate of the people everyone's chill yeah, people just have everyone's fun here. happy like, like, they all every got two jobs. feet is like a open air bar with margaritas and tacos yeah. that's all people yeah. do here is yeah. have, have like everything here is happy hours everything yes. is just a happy hour and a... nobody's knocking on your door <laughs> giving you a pamphlet about no. god well, let me tell you about the restoration oh my god uh. It does make me think how different my life would have been if I had grown up here than Salt Lake. I feel like I'm like, yeah. Do you have, can I ask if you have any like Mormon roots or anything? No, no. I mean, okay. we just, we, we moved there when I was like seven. So like, oh, like just, just my dad's job. So I honestly, I have no idea what Mormons do or believe. I have no clue. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. They're, in their, they're marrying yeah. 10 wives. Yeah, I don't know Let's going. just feed into the stereotypes. Also, because yeah, I, I, it was funny because in, in Salt Lake, all my friends were like Jewish or Roman or Catholic. So like, I had like no Mormon friends. Like, I still have no clue. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I was in a very weird bubble so, <laughs> but salt lake is its own bubble it's yeah, very dude. insulated from that culture it's i feel so like insulated. mormons want to be cool but they just don't drink <laughs> yes or do anything fun so they eat a lot of jello and they think that's cool good for them though you know because it's, 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 it's made them. for them it's like their own yeah. state yeah they got their yeah. own culture dude they're so hard to compete with like, like you, you you can't like even get a job there because it's like you're against like a 23 year old who has like five kids a house a wife yeah he's just, he's just like a, a consummate professional they're go-getters i yeah. mean I, I grew up mormon did the whole thing <laughs> so when you go and go on a mormon mission oh yeah dude that'll get you out of your shell mm -hmm. like uh i mean i was very much in my shell in many ways throughout life and it's been a progression getting out of it yeah uh but one of the, the one of the things that did it big time was on my first day on a mormon mission mm. my senior companion you're always paired with like a junior companion oh, a right, senior right. companion he gives me a book of mormon and he tells me 
go talk to that guy about Jesus. And I'm like, well, that's impossible. <laughs> that's impossible. And then, but like, you know, it's the same thing as comedy where like you learn to just, just do just it and it just it. becomes yeah. part. Yeah. You just it, get over it. Yeah. And it's it so funny when someone's like, like, oh, I, like, like stand up is so scary. How could you do it? So if you saw the people who are doing it, you would, you'd be, you wouldn't be surprised. Go to a couple yeah. of open mics and make yeah. you feel better about trying. <laughs> yeah. Just see some of the weirdos who are doing comedy. It's, it's, there's, there's yeah. nothing that it's not that scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who are the players in the Salt Lake scene that you think are cool? Oh man, there's so many fucking good comedians there. Yeah, like uh, I think you know uh, uh, Max Bamey is super funny. Uh, he, he and I used to do a podcast together about history that was like really fun. Um, he's like he's really funny. Um, Sam D'Antuano, Trey Lamb. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Brian Higgins. Yeah, there's there's, there's it's there's, there's tons of comics there. Um, do you think that you have to like travel to multiple cities or because it seems like some people get trapped yeah. in a city? I don't think you do. I don't think you do have to anymore. Yeah, because uh, you can go online. Yeah, and all it takes is like you just have to like market yourself and just get to where you can do an hour. And then I guess you could just go on the road and be a comedian, dude. If you yeah. have an hour, like I, yeah, yeah, maybe start. And like up friends, I have that's what they did. They they just got um they just put their clips out. They uh they worked at clubs like Wise Guys, and then eventually they just like made enough connections that they could just call a bunch of places and be like, hey, can I headline? And then they did. And now they're just doing it. So I feel like you just have to just like figure out a way to do it. And yeah. then you're doing it. And then, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like kind of fun. And there's diff different forms. You can do traditional stand up. You yeah. can do comedy podcasts. You can go do a comedy show on YouTube. It, exactly. Yeah. And it seems like everyone has like a different path. Like it's really funny. Like one guy does it and makes it. And everyone tries to do what that guy did, yep. but they fail because that, that was what he did. That was so, his, like, Yeah. Right. You, you that was what he did. Yeah. So totally. you have to find your own thing. But yeah. um, I don't know. Personally, like I'm not really good at the, at the other shit. So I just like telling jokes and just doing that part. So, I mean, I'm, I'm totally fine just doing that as long as I can get on stage and just, you know, get decent spots. So I don't know. It'd be yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Would you ever want to do any kind of like a lot of people shit on like cruise ships, that kind of stuff? Dude, I would love to. Yeah, wouldn't be that awesome. be the coolest? That'd yeah. be the best. That'd like, be I'm the not, best. Who, would, who would turn that down? Yeah, who would turn that down? Awesome. Yeah. You, first of all, you're on a cruise, so yeah. how bad could that be? Yeah, people shit on cruises. It's like that's Vegas on a boat. Yeah, man, we all love Vegas. Why do you want to do it on a boat? Just being able to like make money from doing entertainment, like that's, that's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Like, why would that you turn incredible. your nose at that? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. No, like anyone paying you for stand up is cool. Like that's great like that's fucking cool how do you yeah. see it evolving over the years do you think that like it's always gonna I have be no clue because i don't know because i think this whole bubble that we're in or i don't even know if it's a bubble but like i think this era that we're in now with like the internet like you know reels and tiktoks yeah. and clips like I, I don't know if that's gonna be a thing anymore i don't know if people are gonna get sick of those or like i don't know what's either. gonna happen um but also i don't know if stand-up is gonna be as popular because like you know there it has had booms before where everyone wanted to be a comedian and then they didn't um because i wonder if if stand-up if people actually like are pursuing stand-up because they like writing jokes and being on stage or if like they like the lifestyle of a stand-up comedian of you know not they just want to get famous and, yeah just being like through a, anyway or yeah whatever. just like being a kind of a rock star like that kind of thing like i think they just want the lifestyle that comes with being like a famous in person who does comedy like that's like i think a lot of people want that lifestyle from what i from what i have people who have met but, if I uh, if I had yeah. to guess, I would say there's a surge of comedians as a revolt to the bullshit of <laughs> woke culture and speech restrictions, Maybe. and you can't like everyone has to like say this thing and say those pronouns, and it just pisses people off, and they're like, well, I'm gonna go talk about it on a stage now. That's true, but then no one laughs them. Then they're <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to find a way to turn that into a joke. Like that yeah. is like a hard challenge. Is like how do you take a divisive like. 
uh, confrontational subject mm-hmm. and like get them on your side, That's get them the to see it your way. That's the thing because you you can't be mad when like the crowd doesn't laugh at your edgy joke because right. like you failed. Like, you yeah. Have, you should, well, you, you should have had a translate joke you, it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you should have had a joke that they would have laughed at. So it's it's never totally. the audience's fault really, Ever. unless they're fucking throwing eggs at you and uh heckling you which which maybe that was still your fault so, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah no it's your fault definitely yeah, dude, like, I, I i did a gig in front at an old people's home and like no one laughed but it was still fun and they were like nodding you know it was like yeah <laughs> maybe they can't laugh you know dude, no, it, it was, the three it was seconds cute. From like death. uh yeah like, like they gave us uh they like paid us like it was me and two of the comedians and they just wheeled in a bunch of old people and like that's kind of fun i think at one point they like chuckled just to be polite but they, 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 it was fun, and uh, yeah, and you know what? It was my fault for not knowing, you know, whatever they like. So, <laughs> what are old people like? Yeah, prunes. Yeah, like uh, come on. I think that going back to like, I think it maybe it, I don't, I don't think it's bad to stay in one city, but it is good to go on the road. Like I think, and just be That'd in be front cool. of. That'd be I, cool. I think you have to have a variety of audiences. That's like really important. Yeah, maybe don't alienate old people. Yeah, no, and like definitely, you know, if you're always performing at a club and it's super luxurious, and like go out of your shell and go go do some shows at some shit house bars, go to some only comedian mics, go go to some like trucker bars. What is an old yeah. person like? My parents are in their sixties and seventies. They don't. I don't. That <laughs> the, seems old as a number, but they don't act old. The place I went to was like really fancy. It was like this old. Per, it was a very nice old per, person's home. Where it was like. Uh, this like nice facility, and they had like uh, they had bar, like they had, uh, this open bar. They had like activities, they had, like badminton. Uh, it was very fancy. I think it was a, it was a lot of East Coast rich people who their parents were in Utah, just like you know, in the mountains enjoying the outdoors. And so it was like very wealthy East Coast people just like living it up. And uh, the staff was saying that like they're very naughty, like they're all just like you know they're all having uh, relations and you know just all. Everyone's just get, banging. Dude, they are. And then all these yeah. old people are just like, like let yeah. the STDs take me. I've yeah, got ten, 10 years. So like, dude, let's go. It seems like a very fun place, honestly. Like, it was cool. And they, they paid us pretty well. So it was, it was not bad. But yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if like yeah. at the end of your life, you're having more sex than at any other time? Dude, yeah. they like, like romping the hay every single day. Apparently they, apparently they have like dance nights every night. They have like all these activities. Like, it's, it seemed pretty cool. So I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> Maybe it's cool to get old. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think you'd be lucky to be that old. It'd just be like, yeah, that's out. true, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a high score. What's yeah, a, what's a good score? Like nineties? I think even past seventy-five, because then you're past yeah. the average, right? So if you if you what's make it past, average? I think for men it's seventy or seventy-five. Really, that's scary. Because I think men die uh, sooner. So I think if you can get past there, then you're good. My grandma is yeah. like pushing a hundred, and Dude, she's nice. all there. She's like, take a walk. She's like, Definitely she knows rules. who Kim Kardashian is. She could shit on people on Hell Facebook. Yeah. Dude, awesome. same with my, 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 my grandma's in her 80s. She's like, uh, she's, yeah, she's, all she does is she's, she's doing all this shit. She's knitting. She's, you know, she's active. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about any of this stuff like of like population collapse and like people say there's not enough kids or whatever? I have no idea. But that is, that is heard funny. That stuff? I, I, do, I have heard the millennials aren't having enough kids. That, that makes sense. Just yeah why would you yeah just like, none of us can afford a house even if you can yeah <laughs> like what i gotta take care of that thing now yeah Jeez. <laughs> yeah yeah dude it's, it's tough i don't know like i mean which which once again maybe a, a better reason to do comedy so you can just you know put, put all your uh, effort into your comedy career and uh just <laughs> yeah do that. seriously yeah uh at least you know you can get some rewards from that mm. i don't know maybe kids are rewarding i don't know maybe. i got a dog yeah it's plenty of work for me <laughs> Yeah, well, it's tough too. I think with stand up because like you don't want to like you don't you don't want to miss out on things, vice versa. Like you go all in and go all the way with stand up, and then maybe you don't make it, but then you look back and you missed out, or 
do you do the other thing and you feel like you missed out with stand-up so it's a whole thing. it is a risk that's the gamble of stand-up risk. like if you go all yeah. into computer science well guess what you're gonna get a job yeah, yeah you know like for sure yeah. you know maybe you make 60 instead of 600 but you're gonna get a job right exactly yeah man i don't know it's it's tough i think yeah it's tough too because I, I think a lot of people want to make a, a career out of it but i think at some point it just comes down to like you just love the craft of it yeah. like you know would you do it for free yes. forever yeah and like I, i've always thought about that like if i it, like i'm totally comfortable just doing open mics forever if that is all i could ever do because i just like comedy like i like writing and but don't you want to be in front of people yeah of course but like you know if, if some if some fucking angel came down and was like listen this is ne- you're never gonna make it like you're always gonna be doing dog shit rooms and you're never gonna you're never gonna get to where you think you're gonna get. I would still do comedy, just as I like it. But <laughs> I'd probably still do podcasting. Yeah, I don't know no. if I'd still like go and only perform for in front of comedians. I want to perform in front yeah. of people, especially if you think about how few people actually get to like the you know esteemed level of like what people consider like making it or whatever, quote unquote. Like that's true. It's so few people. So like, I think you really have to come to terms with yourself and be like, listen, if that never happens, like, am I still? Do I still want to do this? What is making so, it? Like homeless people made it. According right. to them, they're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need a home. I'm just happy on the street. Right. People give me shit. Yeah, like, good for the no, like yeah, I, good for the homeless. I think for me, it's just if I could just be part of a scene that it's like rewarding. That's a big thing is being in a scene that like you like with comedians that you like uh, is big. And I think also totally. just getting meaningful stage time like reg- regularly is important. And I think that would, that would be enough for me, honestly. Like if I can just get like if I can just do like ten fifteen minutes a week and just work on my shit, just yeah. do my little thing, I'd be happy. But too, to man. do that, I guess you have to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, let's figure out yeah. how to like get that ten minutes. And I mean, it sounds yeah. like you already have an hour. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it's it's not a good hour, but it's it's there. It's uh, old people have listened to it. I like to say so, I got yeah. a sloppy three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a loose three. Loose We're working three. on making it five. Yeah. But dude, it was really fun talking to you. Oh, like, no, what, me, what shows yeah. do you have, or anything that you want to talk about your socials? Um, I guess. Oh, if if this comes out uh, early enough, I do have a show coming up at the. I'm hosting a show at the Creek. Uh, it's, it's actually a few Utah comedians are coming in. They're doing uh, oh, yeah? Trey Lamb and Pete Jr. and uh, Andy Gold are all coming in. Cool. I think end of january so check that out it's going to be at the creek in the cave on uh when in the middle of the week so yeah it should be good and they're selling tickets already so go check that out yeah uh, they yeah. should be out soon oh so. yeah uh, actually yeah I'll, I'll just send you the thing or something and what's <laughs> well what's your socials and oh yeah do you know uh, the date also of that creek show oh actually let me just check okay sorry yeah. this is yeah, this, this is bad this is gonna be some oh, dead that's air fine. Here. we don't have to <laughs> you know the, they've stuck with us at this point hell like, yeah it is this is not good. I don't even know the date. Oh, January twenty fifth at the twenty fifth. Yes, cool. and tickets are on the Creek in the Quake on, on the Creek in the Cave website. So hot and sexy comedy tour. That's fucking so, cool. Yeah, but yeah, and uh, just follow me on Instagram at uh, Arash Tajiki. T-A-D-J-I-K-I. It's my favorite sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyway, I just man. saw selling that as merch. That would be a good idea. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, man. Thanks for having let's me. Let's do it again. Thanks, man. All right. See you guys.